welcome to Ball Court. It's a great another week. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. Stick with us. Hey, welcome to the world of basketball. I am Coach Drew. This is another episode of Ball Court, and I want to thank you for being with us. Yes, we are still quarantined. I want everyone to stay home, stay safe. Don't inject any cleaning products or anything. We're just going to hang out here. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, first off, let's talk about what's been on the lips of basketball enthusiasts for months now and finally we got our first dose. So everybody, whoever got your first fix, I am happy to hear about it if you have not as of yet. I decide that you definitely need to go out and grab your first fix and the first dose of, yes, Michael Jordan's The Last Dance. It was absolutely interesting for me. It was something that I thought about watching it. A lot of old memories came back since I, I pretty much lived that entire era. And that was the point in time in my life when I was actually falling in love with basketball. So a lot of things came up that was questionable for me that I honestly believe was swept under the rug when you was talking about the legacy and the history of Michael Jordan and how it was compared to uh, Kobe Bryant or LeBron James and everything of this nature. So watching that really gave me some insight. First thing, first thing that popped out to my mind and I was like, wow. I'm going to have to do pretty much a majority show with a shady or genius type theme going on about it was how, how should I put it? The Jerry's weren't seen eye to eye on who was the star of the team. One Jerry knew it was Michael. The other Jerry figured, Hey, I put this team together. It's gotta be me. And to watch people's money get taken away and to watch the way it was working, it was absolutely insane. Think about this. A legendary coach like Phil Jackson, they didn't want him back. Hall of Famer, top, one of the top 50 best players during the 50 for 50, one of the top 50 players of all time during that time was Scottie Pippen, and they didn't want him back. They were about to hit him with numbers. So it's, it's kind of crazy. It leads me to think about certain things that's been coming up. And I'm going to go ahead and jump right over to that next topic because there was a hot take that was said that made me start to think to myself, what about the others? How do we compare this? How do we make this like transitional? And this, this, to my, this for me, was... Uh, Something that I feel that a lot of Michael Jordan fans who turned, it, turned their fandom into something a little bit more than fandom, into, into like they made Michael Jordan a mythical creature. This was one of the questions that I wanted to pose to them. And this is something that uh, Kendrick Perkins brought up when he was speaking about that. He was speaking about the actual uh, the biography that we were watching, the biopic that we were watching of the last dance. He stated, if Braun scores 63 and 49 in a series and gets swept, every sports network is talking about his inability to get it done. 
while MJ is getting praise and awarded player of the game in both losses. Think about this. Think, I, I want you to really honestly question yourselves. Look deep in your heart. Now, if LeBron came out and dropped 63 in a game and 49 in another game, and in that same series, their team was swept, what will be the narrative around LeBron James? Hmm? Now, I want you to pause and take a second. Think about this. What will we say about LeBron James? Regardless of how great the performance is, regardless of how gutsy the performance is, let's go ahead and take a look at that. Let's take a look at that in a true context form. When LeBron James was put into a situation where his, his, uh, his go-to was a Mo Williams, and he still gave him 63 games that season. The narrative wasn't about how gutsy he was and how much of a superstar he could be and how much he's in the right direction for being the person who changes the game. The narrative was, if it was Michael, he would have did it. He would have got him to the championship. But we forget, we forget. Detroit stopped Michael from getting out of the East two years in a row. They got him, they got that man into the weight room and he made the Michael that we see today. So I know all of us are going in our veins right now, waiting to see episodes three and four, but let's, let's go ahead and look at it with these takeaways so far, because now we're going to talk about, they're going to be talking about Rodman and everything, but let's talk about these takeaways so far. We know right now, Jordan thought a little bit that uh, Scottie Pippen was being selfish with that holdout during that time. Though he was the number one paid player in the league and he had pull on the team, he knew that there was going to be no second negotiation. Number two, you have to applaud Scottie Pippen. And we got to take a look at the society in which he came out of and and in society which a young a lot of our young athletes are coming out of that we it looks like we have to make a decision that is a bad financial decision but it, we have to do it because that is what's best for our family because even though in a microcosm of things cuz yes none of us are getting you know offered 18 million but when we when we take a look at it it Right there, what happened to Scottie Pippen is happening in our communities every single day. And that's like something that we need to definitely take a look at. So definitely, I want y'all to build yourselves, you know what I mean? And that's why I have that cash to check in program. You know, remember, go ahead, take a look that out. Coach Drew slash cash to check in.com. So yeah, you can take a look at that. But now, I want to go ahead and take a quick little break. I want y'all to hang around with me. We're going to come back and talk about the hottest news in basketball. Yes, I'm talking about the hottest news. Shh, I ain't going to tell you yet. Right here on Ball Court, the world of basketball, I'm Coach Drew.
I'm back. Yes, the world of basketball is still revolving, even though we're indoors and staying away from each other. The ball court is still here. I'm Coach Drew. So let's go ahead and talk about the biggest news in basketball. But before we do, I want to go ahead and clarify everything to our listeners. I want to go ahead and make sure you know that I'm not comparing the two of Michael Jordan and LeBron James because they are great in separate levels and separate times. Both of them are great. It's pretty much like comparing the... Um, it's like comparing the old Porsche 911 to the new Porsche Carrera. They're both beautiful cars, and they're both legendary in their time. But one got a couple new upgrades, you know? You can't sit there and say, wow, you know, it's better because one has power windows. No, it's not. And trust me, anybody who's ever seen a Porsche or driven in a Porsche understands exactly what I'm talking about. So let's go ahead and move on. I'm talking about... The ladies, yes. This is the segment I call ladies first. And I consider this the biggest topic in basketball. The reason being is the WNBA draft took place earlier this week. And did it not blow people's minds? Yes, it did because everybody was tuned in. I mean, 150% ratings increase from the last draft. And this was the first ever quarantine draft. That was done. So something being done of this level, it was like, wow. Now, the exciting part was, the there was a lot of exciting parts. That's what the exciting part was. The exciting part, there, there's a lot of exciting parts. There was a lot of things that took place that had me smiling from ear to ear. I, I was a huge fan of everything, and I am super excited about the beginning of the WNBA season because... There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be powerhouses. I'm scared for my aces because it's like the Mercury look like they're loading up. Some big trades took place. Tina Charles went over to the Washington Wizards. Yeah, that Tina Charles from the New York Liberty. And I know you think it to yourself. How could Tina Charles go to the Wizards? What could the New York Liberty do now that Tina Charles is gone? I'm going to answer that question in a second. But before I go ahead and get into that, I want to go ahead and give a massive shout out to the WNBA and the WNBA community for what they did and the class that they showed in drafting not only uh, Gigi, but also her um, teammates, um, uh, young Altabelli was drafted as well. And I want to go ahead and say congratulations on that. You know, saying with the two girl, with the three girls that was actually drafted during that time in the WNBA, I have to give y'all a shout out on that. Also, the WNBA also introduced the Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant Advocacy Award. Now we all know about Kobe being like the the super girl dad. And, you know, seen opening the way for a lot of us uh, girl dads as well as AAU coaches. And, but one of the things that he was, that he was always a key and one of the, one of the most prevalent supporters of the WNBA, as well as David Stern. And they honored both of them during that time. David Stern was not only just one of the people who founded the WNBA, but he was one of those people who were going to make sure that moving forward, the WNBA was always going to be a big part 
of what the basketball community and what the basketball landscape is going to look like here in the United States. So to both of you gentlemen, I honor you and thank you. Congratulations. And to you three young ladies, you three young angels who have been drafted to the WNBA and will represent the WNBA for the rest of your lives as you play your three on three up there, you know, with the most high, I want to go ahead and tell you congratulations to all of you. All right, next, I want to talk about another three young ladies, all right? And these three young ladies was from Oregon. First of all, wow, Oregon Ducks. Three girls went in the first round. Congratulations, Oregon Ducks. They went one, two, and eight. Wow. I, I told you, I've been talking about their team all season long. And yeah, they went one. Now, who went number one, you ask? Have you been listening to the show? Have you been watching basketball? Do you even know basketball? I'll tell you who went number one, Sabrina Unescu. Yes, the three-point killer, the only 2K, 1K, 1K in NC2A history, man or woman. The, one of the best, the most prolific scorers slash assists slash rebounds. She's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And let me tell you this, let me tell you this, female, male, or otherwise, there is nobody that's going to match up with her. I heard stories during that draft about her that I believe is absolutely true, that when she was young, her and her brother used to hustle people at the park. I could absolutely believe it. I see the way she plays. She plays with a gritty mentality. I could see it. I believe it 100%. Yeah, she went number one to guess who? The New York Liberty. Yes, I told you I was going to get back to it. Yes, New York Liberty, they really, they really went hard in that first round, grabbing five picks in that first round, retooling and, and going back to make up for trading Tina Charles. But they are still going to be a force to reckon with. I'm talking, they came, they came out there and they, oh, oh man, beautiful pickups that they had. But, Oregon Trio dominating the first round of the 2020 WNBA draft. And it was an exciting first round, too, I must say. I must say. There was a lot of there's a lot of people who went in the first round that I I had smiles on my face. Literal smiles. Because I thought to myself, all right, with these ladies right now sitting where they're sitting, how are different teams gonna look? You know? When, when you stop and think about it, okay, we already talked about Sabrina going number one. But then her teammate, her teammate or former teammate now, because, you know, they're no longer teammates, now they're rivals, Satu Sabelli. And I have to say, Satu Sabelli's backdrop in that draft, absolutely beautiful. Shout out. I love the African theme that you had going on there. Shout out to you. But coming out of Germany, where most of her family was watching via Zoom, they watch her go to Dallas Wings. Yes, the Dallas Wings, an organization which is synonymous for signing some of the best female talent, because remember, they signed Skylar Diggins and Liz Cambay, but they also lost them. That is something to that is something to look at. They also lost them. So Satu Sabali, I want to go ahead and tell you, yes, as another German big, 
going into Dallas community. I want to let you know you got a lot of big shoes to fill. Dirt and the Whiskey killed it over there. And you got another foreigner over there doing his thing in Luka Doncic. So you got to do your thing too. That's all I'm saying. You got to do your thing too. Shine. Shine, girl. All right. Next, Lauren Cox out of Baylor. Man, she went to India. She's going to Indiana Fever. I think that's going to be nice. She's a great forward, strong forward, some, something that's going to be powerful. And I got to say, I got to say, Courtney Williams is over there with the Atlanta Dream now. So, with them picking up Kennedy, Kennedy Carter, I would have to look at that as one of those things where it's going to be exciting team to watch. They're going to have a lot of mouth. I, I can see it. I can see them talking. I can see them popping off. That's going to be like watching... And that's going to be like watching uh, White Man Can't Jump in that final scene where they're playing against Duck. That's, that's the one right there. That's the one. Now, now... One of the keys that I want to go ahead and point out, you know, because we want to know where did Ruthie go. Ruthie Hebbard, which was uh, also out of Oregon, went the number eight pick to Chicago. Now, Chicago Sky, I feel that they've, they've been in the rebuilding for a little while. I see that they're going in the right direction and they're building in the right direction. But I think that th what this is going to do is... What she brings to the table is a high amount of rebounds. Decent scorer, high amount of rebounds. They need more. They need somebody who's going to take over the game. So hopefully she's going to come in there and take over the game. Now, let me go ahead and shout out to Megan Walker. Because due to a big trade with Dallas and Las Vegas, Megan Walker went over to, to the Liberty going number nine in that first round. And yes, number 12 in the first round was Jasmine Jones also going to the Liberty. I'm telling you, man, she's a guard out of Louisville that they need. Think about this. You're going to have Jasmine Jones bringing up the ball, Sabrina Onesco playing off of it, you know? And then you have a nice little, you have a nice little uh, forward with Megan Walker playing on the other side of the ball. They got a possibility, possibility that they could run rookies on the floor and really actually change the game and change the climate of their team. You know, and let's not let's not sit here and say that uh, it wasn't um, it was some bad picks because let's in the first 15 picks, those five picks that the Liberty has actually attained is going to change around their team. The one person that I'm actually kind of iffy about that the Liberty picked up was Liana Odom. Here's why um. Here's, here's why. Not because of the lack of talent, because she's an amazing talent coming out of Duke and a great forward. She puts the ball on the floor well, goes right to the basket. She drives. I love that about her. But going into a league right now where the speed and the strength of the league is only comparable to the NBA, you would have to look at it as how does she stretch the floor? How does she create those lanes for herself once again? And the thing that is questionable about her is her three-point shooting. Not saying that her uh, percentage is bad, because it's, it's not a horrible percentage. She's shooting about 40%. But it's the amount of three-pointers that she was taking. Last year, she only shot three for 12. So if you're not confident enough in your three to shoot it on a collegiate level, when the game is a lot faster and the girls are bearing down and you are a lot bigger and a lot stronger, how are you going to shoot it at that level? 
That's what I'm saying. This is no longer a girl's game. It's a woman's game. Is she going to be ready to play at a woman's level? But it's yet to find out. I cannot wait to see when the season starts. So as I was saying, I am absolutely excited about it. As you can tell, I, I, was, all, I, was, all, I was going crazy watching this. This was super exciting. I sat down. I watched it with my girls. Uh, they watched while they did homeschooling because we watched the replay of it due to the fact that this all that's on, you know, not a lot of uh, live basketball. So we watched it a couple times. All right. So let's go ahead and jump on to the next topic. All right. The world of basketball. Yes, yes, yes. We always check in around the world to see what things are taking place right now in basketball. That's going to open up the doors for us or bring us the basketball that we desperately are looking for. All right. And we go ahead and take a look back at Taiwan basketball. Taiwan basketball is actually doing something really cool. They were uh, teaming up with FIBA and 11 uh, streaming to showcase the Taiwan Super Basketball League finals. Because like I reported last time when we uh, spoke on this show, that Taiwan Super League is actually planning on doing a uh, small mini league for their finals. And now the FIBA is going to team up with the 11 to showcase that finals for us. So possibly we could be watching some form of basketball in the future, in the very near future. So please hold on to your hats. I definitely would love to see that happen because they actually hold the rights to uh, 11. They, they hold the rights to all of the FIBA competitions, right? And that's going to be in Taiwan. They hold that, they held that due to a five-year deal that they had, that they had signed actually back in 2017. So this five-year deal has now given them the leverage to possibly be the only people that's going to be bringing us basketball in that near future. And the deal is only out till 2021, but hopefully by that time, it will no longer be relevant to us. We'll be watching regular basketball again. Fingers crossed. All right. So this day in basketball history. Yes, this day in basketball history. This day in basketball history is actually one of the most relevant days in basketball history when I talk about it during this week. This week, we actually experienced the WNBA uh, draft. And one of the great things about that WNBA draft that so many people tuned in, so many people watched. As the game grows in itself, we step back and we think about April 24th, 1996. That was the day that the NBA Board of Governors approved the concept of the WNBA to begin as a summer league in 1997. Now, a lot of us look at it and say, wow, that's very small and insignificant, but that was a world of difference. There was a lot of things that was taking place during that time. As a matter of fact, later on that summer, America was going to be hosting the Atlanta Olympics right here, right here on the United States soil in 1996. That was a, that was the birth of one of the greatest women's teams, WNBA team. I mean, women's uh, basketball teams that you've ever seen. It was literally the female dream team. They had some of the greatest collection of talents that actually went on to start the great part of 
the WNBA and the history that the WNBA has left and the legacy that it has caused, we have now celebrated that legacy all these years later. Yes, by watching that WNBA uh, draft, we did something that those members of that boardroom, they took a chance on. They believed one day it will happen. The popularity of the WNBA will grow. Now, as those contracts grow, and as we can see that that has caused people to start building super teams, just like the NBA, it has led us to believe that the popularity is only going to grow as well. So even me, who I am a stark Vegas fan, Vegas Aces fan, I am absolutely looking forward to driving out to Phoenix and watching the Mercury play. I am super happy and super excited about actually being able to do that. And I never knew that that would be possible before April 24th, 1996. All right. So I want to, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick little break. You know, I got to, if you didn't hear that beeping in the background, that means my coffee is ready. So I got to go ahead and run, grab some coffee. I will be right back with you. My name is Coach Drew. This is Ball Court. Thank you for hanging with me in the world of basketball. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball, and you are watching Ball Court. Yes. And let me go ahead and explain to you. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. It's called Shady or Genius. And yes, welcome to Shady or Genius. And guess who we're going to be talking about? If anybody's been watching basketball this week or watching basketball news this week, there is no doubt in your mind you know exactly the person that I'm going to be speaking of on today's Shady or Genius. Yes, that person is no other than your favorite Draymond Green. Yes, Draymond Green has a lot of mouth and a lot of things to say during this, this uh, week, I guess because he has a lot of free time. Quarantine hasn't been kind to everybody. But Draymond Green's tongue has decided that it's not going to take this time off. It is going to work overtime, and it is going to put up with the time that is not being used on the basketball court. So first thing he wanted to go ahead and mouth off about was Kevin's last year within, um, within the organization. Now, no doubt, we all know that of uh, the rocky relationship between Kevin and Draymond during that last year, and that actually assisted with him going out the door. But stated with, uh, by with Draymond, Kevin should be the best player the NBA, in the NBA now. But now, but because of what he did, what he just did to LeBron, so he was speaking of um, during the time that he actually played with LeBron and the aftermath of that Heat title. So he should have been the best player because he had stopped LeBron, but LeBron had made it pass it. But the simple fact of the matter was he wasn't. 
they, he spoke of how vulnerable it was when he came from Oklahoma City uh, to the Warriors. Now, a lot of the topics that uh, Draymond brought up and how things was felt about it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, he were, it was kind of uh, suspect to me how he was putting it. He was making it seem as if Kevin was using the argument between him and Draymond as an excuse to leave, even though he wanted to leave. Now, one thing about Kevin Durant, we all know, even though he has a burner account, uh, or he has burner accounts, he's very—he's a very expressive person. He's a very—he's uh, a very, very much a person that uh, his emotions can guide him, negatively and positively. So, for him to say that the reason that he left wasn't due to the fact of one thing; it was due to the fact of another that did not play into the emotional concept of it, I find it hard to believe. Now, in more hard to believe statements coming from Draymond Green, now this is one that I almost fell out of my chair. Draymond Green stated that Charles Barkley is jealous of his success and that he is a better player than Charles Barkley. That caused the basketball Twitter and basketball social media to absolutely explode. And everybody was posed that question. So to my audience, I want to go ahead and pose you the question as well. Matter of fact, I will post this question directly up on my, um, up on my Instagram. Yes. At basketball, at ba uh, I'm sorry. At ball court world, right? At ball court TV. I will go ahead and post it on there. And you will be able to see for yourself. And let me let me see. I want to hear what you think. Me personally, I know what I think. Maybe because I grew up in the era of watching Charles Barkley. And I saw how dominant Charles Barkley was. And I saw what Charles Barkley added to each team that he played with. And I see Draymond Green without Klay Thompson and Steph. I've seen that. I did a show about it. So, I wouldn't say it's jealousy is the thing, but just leave it at that. So, for the Shady or Genius, I need y'all to go to, I need y'all to go to your Facebook page. Like if y'all on there checking me out, if y'all on Instagram, I'ma post it on both. We're gonna find out that poll. Who was a better forward? Who is a better forward? The round mound of rebound or Draymond Green? I don't even think he has a nickname, does he? Uh, okay, they don't think he has a nickname either. See? All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the next topic. Yes, get ready to roll your shoulders. I need you to be moving with this one. And we all know what time it is. It's time for Let's Kick It. Let's kick it. Come on, y'all. Let's kick it. All right. Yeah. Let's Kick It is here. Man, and... The reason I had to take off my glasses because I want y'all to look me right in my eyes. I didn't want any glare or anything. I want you to see, see me in the eyes because I'm going to go ahead and do something that I've never done before. You know what I'm going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do? Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to talk about the first shoe, which is a Nike LeBron 17. But yes, 
It is the Nike LeBron and Nike LeBron 17 and Nike LeBron 4 mashup. The graffiti mashup. Man, I know. I know you're saying, what is it that you've never done before? I've never showed you the mashup to start off a show. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I just came out with the heat. I said, boom, here it is. Yes. The, and let me tell you, the one thing that I love about this shoe the most, and I find it to be absolutely amazing about this shoe. Hold on. Let me make it a little bigger for you because I want all of you to see this. I want all of you to be like, wow, this is a great shoe. All right? So the thing that I like about this shoe the most, the absolute most, is that this shoe here, right, is one of the key shoes. I'm putting it right in front of my face. This is one of the key shoes of the summer. This is gonna go with almost every summer fit. Due to the fact of the beauty of the white and the simplistic of the top part, but the graffiti of the bottom, it is gonna pop if you rock it with jeans. It is gonna be crazy if you rock it with red shorts, you know, cause everybody's gonna be wearing their bull shorts this summer due to that last energy you saw of the last dance. This is going to be possibly be one of the greatest things to hit this summer. I will have to tell you, that is one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Now, here's the thing that I've also never done. And the reason I'm showing this is because I actually really like this shoe. This is absolute heat. This is the first time one of these shoes is premiering on my Let's Kick It show. I'm talking about the Adidas Yeezy Boost. Yeezy season is here. Yes, the Yeezy Boost is going to be dropping April 24th, other known as the Phosphorus. Look at these. The reason why I like them is because of the colors. I like the way it pops with that little uh, neon yellow right there that shines on it. It gives it that whole other look, that whole other vibe. I will rock this with just about anything. As a matter of fact, coming out of quarantine, this is the shoe you want to rock. And if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard, if you haven't been listening or haven't been to the street, yes, it is official. Kanye is ranked a billionaire by Forbes. Maybe because the Yeezy Boost cost $240, I don't know. But that probably helped a lot. But these Yeezy Boosts are fire, so I'd have to go ahead and say that I would rock these. These would definitely be a rock for me, you know? And, and I think that would be the only Yeezy I would keep in my collection is, would be those right there. I, I, I'm not a huge Yeezy fan, but I am a huge Dunk fan. And if anybody was out there celebrating earlier this week, yes, earlier this week was 420. And I know that we do have some of our listeners in, that do partake in the 420 experience, but when you do, you have to be fashionable, fashionable about it. So if you were one of the 420 people who are lucky enough to go ahead and get these, yes, what you are looking at is the skunk dunks. The new skunk dunks, yes, they're reversible. We, as you can clearly see, now the purple is sticking out instead of the green. It shows a whole new look to the skunk dunks, and it is just as exclusive as the first one. So there was only 420 actual pairs out there that was made. And I don't know who got them, but whichever hype beast out there who ran out and got those, you are absolutely insane. I approve of you, my good man. If you went and got them, I celebrate you. That was absolutely crazy of you, but I, I celebrate you that you went and got them. 
But those are fire. I would rock those in a second. The skunk dunks are something that I would, uh, I would definitely take with me, you know? But that brings us to that part of the show where we talk about every experience. Yes, I know that you've been watching a lot of these shoes that I was talking about. And I know that you heard that news that I told you about Kanye, that Kanye is now a billionaire. And you think to yourself, man, how am I going to take that step forward? Well, let's check out these guys from cashtochecking.com on Plug Walk. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical, legal, education, funeral expenses, and more. I was cashyourchecking.com slash Drew. When you're ready to start living your own dreams and stop living theirs, it's time that you go ahead and visit that website. Visit it right now. Right now. As a matter of fact, let's run it across the screen. Boom. Go ahead and go visit that. Now, the last thing that I want to do is I want to thank you. I understand. I know that everybody's at home, but I still want to thank you for listening and bringing me into your home each and every week and making sure that this content is fresh for you and keep on uploading your content at radio.com. Don't forget to check out my boy, the Sean Harvey show. That Sean Harvey morning show, man, he's funny. Or my boy Malik, check out the Blitz. Man, the Blitz is always doing some great things, got some great topics right there at radio.com. Make sure that you are subscribing. Make sure that you're getting notifications. Make sure you're getting alerts because when that new content comes out, you want to be the first one on it. And especially if you're into the shoe game, you got to be the first one on it. You know what? I want y'all to check out Let's Kick It too. Because I'm going to do something special for the shoe game. I, we got to do something special for the shoe game. I know a lot of y'all are at home right now. You're getting a chance to, you know, use that car. And you start to think to yourself, man, the government only gave me $1,200. How am I going to spend 200 of it on a shoe? You know what? I'm going to find a way to help out with that. On my next show, we're going to find a way definitely to help out with that. I want y'all to stick around. Keep on listening to the show. Keep on checking us out on Instagram. And I want to thank CWN Sports for bringing this content to you. And we're going to bring you some big things. Keep on watching. This way you can earn a little money, too. <laughs> this is Ball Court. My name is Coach Drew. And this has been the world of basketball. I want to thank each and every one of you for allowing me into your homes once again. Have a great one. See you next week on Ball Court. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.